This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 946, Two Myths About Strategy and Two Tools to Make Yours Work by Christine Comafort of smarttribesinstitute.com. And hi again, I am Dan, I'm your narrator and host here and uh, great to have you here once again with me on OSD. And today we're gonna hear from one of our regular authors, Christine Comafort, who's talking about strategies, why they work, why they don't work, and how you can do it better. So let's get right to it and optimize your life. Two Myths About Strategy and Two Tools to Make Yours Work by Christine Comafort of smarttribesinstitute.com. We all know that setting a strategy matters. One of the first steps to steer your company to achieve its goals and fulfill its mission. So why do strategies so often fail? Because making strategies work requires execution. Why strategies fail. Strategies fail when the average bear doesn't know how to execute and they aren't empowered to adjust to meet the goals. When strategies stay in the clouds, employees get lost in the woods. Meanwhile, back on Earth, they're trying to figure out exactly what to do to execute the strategy. When organizations chunk down their strategic plans into tangible, measurable, specific quarterly goals, their teams know what to do. They can keep moving and course correct if they get off track. Two myths about effective execution. In a recent Harvard Business Review, HBR, blog, Donald Sull, Rebecca Homkus, and Charles Sull report on their effective strategy execution research. They interviewed 7,600 managers in 262 companies across 30 industries to gather their data. Organizations studied in their sample were typically large, 6,000 employees on average with median sales of $430 million, and across volatile sectors including financial services, IT, telecommunications, and oil and gas. The research busted several myths about effective strategy execution, two of which I find essential to discuss in the context of why strategies fail. I'll also share two simple tools that will help you put your strategies to work. Myth number one, execution means sticking to the plan. No strategic plan can accurately predict the future. Even if a plan includes detailed roadmaps that specify who should do what, when it should be done by, and what resources are needed. In practice, unforeseen crises or unexpected opportunities can throw plans off. Leaders must make it safe to adapt to address obstacles and capitalize on opportunities, because sometimes sticking too rigidly to the plan can run counter to the strategic objectives. That's why I find one of the most important activities any organization can undertake is to create the right decision-making spaces when setting accountabilities. Tool number one. Decision spaces cover what someone fully owns and can make autonomous decisions about. So, when something unexpected happens, they are empowered to make decisions swiftly, effectively, and in accordance with their competency. Put simply, they don't need to call on anyone to make the call. Compiling a list of answers to the following will help you when setting decision spaces. What you can make decisions about, what you can't make decisions about, and who to escalate a decision to that is outside of your space. Myth number two, communication equals understanding. It is true that people in the organization need to know exactly what the goal is, why they are doing it, how their department is going to achieve it, how each team member is going to contribute, and what the success metrics are. However, many executives believe that communications, for example, emails sent, presentations delivered, etc., are automatically understood. Not so. Sending out communication pieces does not guarantee they are understood. 
Just like sharing a lot of words with someone doesn't guarantee they are heard properly, nor does it mean it will inspire the right actions. Tool number two. One of the simplest tools you can use to help staff understand and connect to a strategy is the outcome frame, OF. The OF simply helps chunk your strategy down. It brings great clarity as to the why and how of it, and then you can distribute this clarity to the relevant areas of your organization. In addition to helping people understand their accountabilities, the OF also emotionally engages the team in the outcome that we hope to achieve from the strategy. This helps them have their own insights around it, which is key. Employees must feel connected to the strategy. Human beings make decisions based on emotion, and they will default to activities that lead to the best feelings. No emotional connection, no engagement, period. This doesn't mean work must be all about joy, happiness, or inspiration. Here are some of the OF questions I recommend using to elicit detailed responses from people. I've provided sample responses for clarity's sake. 1. What would you like? I want to double our client retention rates. 2. What will having that do for you? I will feel happy, fulfilled, and excited about the work I do and the team I have. It will also give me more commissions to send my kids to the best colleges, making me a proud parent. 3. How will you know when you have it, specifically? 50% of the existing client base I oversee will agree to renewing and extending their contracts with our company for at least another two years. 4. Where, when, with whom do you want this? At this main office, which is responsible for two major global markets, US and UK, by the mid-year, with my team of four. 5. What of value might you risk or lose to ensure you achieve this outcome? I would be willing to let go of clients who are no longer aligned with our mission, vision, and values so we can focus on those who are. I will overcome my disagreements with sales and collaborate with them to help identify and secure new client accounts that are better aligned with us. I'd also have to spend more time cultivating my team, so I'd likely lose a few hours of strategic time each week for the first three months of this change. 6. What will likely happen if you don't solve this the way you want? What will be the impact on your business and life? Not achieving this outcome would delay funds available for reinvesting in product development. If we don't fund innovation, we might lose market share to our competitors. Personally, this places financial stress on me as a parent providing for three children at home, since part of my commission is based on retention metrics. And seven, what are your next steps? Schedule a meeting with the sales team to define the optimal client profile. Meet with marketing on retention programs and outreach to new prospects. Set up recurring meetings with my team to mentor them on our new approach. Set monthly targets and celebrations as we approach our goal. You just listened to the post titled Two Myths About Strategy and Two Tools to Make Yours Work by Christine Comaford of smarttribesinstitute.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility 
at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And a big thank you to Christine for this post. She is sought after for providing proven strategies to shift executive behavior to create more positive outcomes, enroll and align teams in times of change, and profoundly increase sales, product offerings, and company value. Her coaching, consulting, and strategies have created hundreds of billions of dollars in new revenue and company value for her clients. The potent neuroscience techniques she teaches are easy to learn and immediately applicable to help leaders see into their blind spots, expand their vision, and more effectively influence outcomes. She has been thanked by former President Bill Clinton and Bill Gates called her super high bandwidth. So come learn more at smarttribesinstitute.com. And I think that's gonna do it for today. I thank you as always for being here with me and for clicking subscribe or follow when you get a chance. And I will of course be back again with you with another post tomorrow. And that is where your optimal life awaits.